0: Pop stars, welcome to the latest episode and season of the Wind Down Rewind, where we rewind the latest pop culture news. Thank you for joining us today. You're Teddy? I'm Eddie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's because you got your new dog. <laughs> I
0: know. i who wanted to come in and record with me, but he's a puppy and very hyper, so. No.
1: Oh, okay sorry y'all and I'm tammy
0: <laughs> or actually it was hashtag teddy that's our couple <laughs> that's our that's name you, that's partner well, well as you can see uh season three of the rewind promises to be painting and full of the great things that you know and love and have come to love about the popcorn wine down the rewind and so welcome back did you enjoy the hiatus hiatus um
1: like honest truth I've still been stressed but I've been more stressed with work so it's kind of good to like shut my brain off and just really focus on us getting back into the podcast and continuing to grow and to
0: progress yeah, it it has been. Um, I, I feel the same way. Like, I, I needed a break. I enjoyed the hiatus just because I was stressed from everything else but this. Like, this, this is really, it's a lot of work that goes into it all. Um, and sometimes it suffers because of the day job. But this has actually become really fun and a release. And um, I'm glad that we took the time so we can refocus the energy back into this that it deserves, I think. So, yeah. But yeah, it's great, and I missed you, and I missed the pop stars, and you know, as they say, the news does not stop for anyone, and it didn't. Um, So I think this episode's just kind of catch up on some of the big stories that happened while we were off, and then, you know, some of the more recent ones, and they kind of all run in together, so... Um, I guess we'll get started. Um, first, I want to start off with the rest in peace to Lisa Marie Presley. Um, she passed away at 54 years old. She was Elvis's only child. And she died a couple of days after um, Austin Butler won the Golden Globe for portraying her father and Elvis. So, um, rest in peace, thoughts and prayers to her family, fans, and all of that. She was buried at Graceland with her dad, though. So, you know. That's a good thing. Um, yeah. Um, also, to Annie Wershing, rest in peace, uh, she, she doesn't have a, ve- it's not a household name, but she has a very recognizable face, um, but she's an actress who played in 24, um, amongst other uh, other roles. Um, she passed away with cancer at the age of 40. She was so.
1: on General Hospital, right?
0: Yeah, she was also on okay. General Hospital okay. as well, so um, rest in peace to her. And then, of course, um, rest in peace to Tyree Nichols the latest victim of gun, uh, not gun violence, but police brutality. Um, I think, you know, everyone has seen the video or heard about what happened in Memphis. Um, it, it, it ugh. Did you watch the video? Absolutely Did not. You? I didn't intend to. Um, I turned on, I was turning on the news. Like I had made it up in my mind that I was done. I didn't want to see any more of these videos and I had no intention of watching it. Um, and I was turning on the news, and I guess I I knew it was going to be released on the day that I was watching the news. I just thought it would be released later, so the news program I was watching, I hadn't realized that the video had already been released, and so literally, I turned a channel, and it's just right there, and um, I watched a little bit of it, and I couldn't take anymore because it just, my spirit, my soul um, had me in tears, and I understood why the why the authorities in Memphis, the, the officials in Memphis, gave the warning that they gave, um, and it 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 was bad. Let me just say, I watched enough of it so you you wouldn't have to, and it was bad. And um, I agree with Bryn Crump that this should be the blueprint. The way that the way the officials handled the officers in this case should be the blueprint. The swiftness with which they moved. Um, and relieving those directly responsible of their duties, um, you know, not letting them hide behind the shield, the badge, giving them death duty, refusing to lease, release names and all of that. I think that should be the blueprint for the rest of the country moving forward. Um, and then the investigation into who, who else was there, who did what. Um, the EMTs that have been fired, the other police officers who have been relieved of duty because of their failure to render aid and all of that, their complicity in this situation. Um, I agree with that. What do you think? Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I agree, but I do have a question and maybe this is just me playing devil's advocate. Um, But seeing as how all the officers were black, um does it feel different on how they responded with black officers um killing a black man compared to if it was white officers who had killed a black man because i feel like we've we've been so desensitized um to poli- police brutality across the country and granted i know every city um and every town is different on how to respond to these things right um but just on how swiftly they moved, I'm very happy about that. Um, don't think like, you know, I'm not, I, I definitely am. But I, I don't know, like, I think just because of history and just how many times this has happened repeatedly over and over again, that while I appreciate how swiftly they moved and the, the swift decisions that they made, um, I, in the back of my head, I can't get rid of the thought, how different would it have been if it was white officers who had done this, Um, compared to the black officers that did this on how swiftly they moved Um, because there weren't even excuses about their behavior. Like it was just automatic. Um, So it's it's just a thought in the back of my head that I just can't get rid of. And I think it's just because of past history um, when it comes to these cases of police brutality. Um, so like I said before, I really do appreciate how swiftly they moved. Um, I fully understand I fully support it, but I just cannot get rid of that gnawing thought in the back of my head um, on the next time, depending on the race of the officers, how swiftly are we going to move?
0: And I agree with you. I originally have that thought. I still, have that thought but as I did more research and watched a little bit more about the officials involved in the Memphis case um, it it all started to make sense and I agree and the full quote or context of his statement which I wholeheartedly agree with is it should be the blueprint regardless of the race of officers what the officers are involved so do I do I you know and initially and I still would, initially I felt the same way like oh you're they're moving so fast because the officers were black and it's not justifiable it's not excusing it because what they did was horrible uh, regardless of race um, but the 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 district attorney uh, in Memphis he he was one that was recently erect elected Believe it or not, he was a progressive and he ran on this ticket of po- police brutality, um, being open, um, you know, having opening that bell. Um, I can't think of the word right now, but so, uh, gosh, I, I just can't think of the word, but he, he ran on that. So, and also, um, I, I found out that the police chief, uh, she's, she's a black woman she was the police chief in Atlanta the one that was fired after you remember the incident that happened at the Wendy's in Atlanta yes. after George Floyd she was the police chief that was fired from that incident so I'm thinking okay it, it, it's at it makes a little bit more sense uh, hopefully she at least on paper she learned from the mistakes of that incident and vowed to handle it differently here um, Plus the district because looking at local Memphis News, the people say that the former district attorney, if he were in charge, this would never have happened. Like it would they would still be dragging their feet. Um, so I I, I agree with you. i I'm, I still have that question in the back of my mind. Um, so I agree that <coughs> it should be the moving forward regardless of the race of the officers involved, but I'm very skeptical that it will be because again the case that's pending in LA against the police officers who chased that the teacher the guy who did you hear about that um who chased him to death there they, as far as i know they're still on duty you're still getting that oh death duty haven't released their names of course he was a drug addict all of a sudden um who was having a mental break i'm like oh so he went from being a community activist a well loved teacher to all the, overnight being a drug addict who was having a mental breakdown in the middle of a street after a car accident so you know <laughs> um, yeah it sounds so, about we, white <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha um, so yeah we will see what happens but you know um, I, I, I really do agree that that should be the blueprint but I'm skeptical if that's the case but again um, you know uh, thoughts and prayers most definitely with his family so uh, moving on from that, uh, still sticking in the world of politics. One of the funniest stories, and I thought it was kind of sad, but I know you've heard about George Santos, question mark, even if that's his real name. Like, who the fuck is that dude besides a con man? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, he, how the hell did, first of all, let me just say this whoever the Democrat was that was running against him, your awful research team sucks. Completely. Sucks. Like it seems like his backstory, his story, could was barely held together by a house of cards, some bubble gum, and still got elected. It's, he still got elected, and I'm just like, who the hell is this dude? But every day something new comes out about him. But the best story, and it's not even a scandal. I just love the story is that he was a drag queen named Katari oh, oh. Like that's the best. Man. He was kind of cute as that queen girl, right.
1: mm-mm, mm-mm, mm. I'm gonna disagree with you on that, but go you ahead. You
0: didn't think he made a cute queen? Uh, absolutely not.
1: Absolutely I, not.
0: I thought he made a cute queen. The makeup was, <laughs> <her>, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So, but here's the here's the part that makes it funny, okay? Or that makes that a scandal, because you know the rest of everything that he did. He is standing by everything else. But the drag queen, oh, he's the enemy, realize that, like, no, nah, I was never a drag queen. Like, what? That wasn't me. Are you crazy? And
1: then like, he brought out I, the
0: video? Yeah, he's like, I ought to sue. That was not me. But, you know, the part about him being mugged, walking down Fifth Avenue in New York, of all places, and broad daylight, them you know, stealing everything off of him, including his shoes. And people just stood around and watched. That's true. <laughs> but him being a drag queen, where you actually have video and pictures, him, somehow him going from working a cough, his last known actual job with the W two is him working at a cough center. But all of a sudden, he's a millionaire real estate developer who worked for Chase. Didn't he work for Goldman Sachs and Chase? And yeah. oh yeah. And I, I love the story about him being the volleyball star at Baruch. Like, oh,
1: I heard about that one too. Yeah, so um, I, yeah,
0: I just like
1: ha- have a the fuck look, he threw everything um, but the kitchen sink out there um, and just, you know the people believed it all, you know um, and so now they're uh, suffering the consequences because they're like, well, his constituents voted for him, which is true but they voted for the person they thought he was and now even his constituents is just like, this is not the person we voted for like this, is not oh. a person we voted for.
0: Like, no, nah, he got to go. He got to go. And I was wondering, I'm like, okay, well, I I don't know. Of course, obviously, I'm not familiar with New York politics, but I was just wondering, couldn't they recall him? Um, shouldn't they? Because even no. in, it even has the local to, it goes
1: to the house now.
0: Oh, it has to go to oh, and yeah, you know, so the house it, is who has to
1: basically reprimand him and everything, and um, they're not going to. I mean, they they can, but. It's kind of like, not. they're they're saying like, well, y'all have more power to do it right then and there. And if the Republicans were to actually like strip him completely, then that would give um, New York more of a possibility of doing a recall election. But they don't have as much power as the House Republicans to get, you know, some change going on with that. Yeah.
0: And, well, they said basically everybody in their mother, even the I can't even call him the duly elected Speaker of the House, because if it takes you 15 votes and then th- having your henchmen threaten Matt Gates on the floor in front of the C-SPAN cameras to get <laughs> you elected to the <laughs> House speakership. Uh, yeah, but you know, uh, when you elect a bunch of clowns, you can't be mad when the circus comes to town. And that this Congress is a fucking clown show, especially from the GOP and like it is ridiculous. It's it is funny, only c- it's sad, it's pathetic, it's embarrassing, but it's funny only because you have no choice but to laugh. Like the rest of the world is laughing at us, and if we can't laugh at ourselves, then you know what good are we? But it's really fucking humiliating. Um, and yeah, but um so did you hear about the Chinese. Spy balloon. They shot it down apparently, finally. No, I did not hear about that. Oh, yeah. There was a Chinese spy balloon that was flying over Montana. There was one over Canada. And then there's one in Latin America. And the Chinese say, claim that it's just some sort of, first, it was a weather. First, it was some type of civilian research project that just got way off track and ended up over the central western part of the United States. Um, I don't know what they were saying about the Canadian and the Latin American ones. And then um, I think now that we shot it down, they're mad because it was just a weather balloon or something like that, you know. So I guess Herschel Walker was right. They were trying to get their clean air back or they were mad because, (laughs) you know, they were trying to steal water. Oh, throwing that shade. That's, you know, that's how they were stealing all of our good air, (laughs) was the spy balloon, so, um, yeah, but speaking of China, uh, you heard, have you heard about all the TikTok fans? The what? The TikTok fans that are sweeping the country. I'm, I'm, what, TikTok fans? Bands, B A N. Oh,
1: Bans. Yeah. Okay. I heard something about it.
0: Well, you know, because TikTok is an actual Chinese-owned company ran out of China, and the government, you know, the Chinese government doesn't have much respect for privacy laws, and they use it as a way to spy on their citizens. Well you know, TikTok has become one of the most popular social media apps, if not the most popular social media app in the world at this point. And um, a lot of, a lot of uh, governments have had concerns because of the Chinese government's aforementioned lack of privacy um, and respect for people's privacy, and they don't want them using it as a tool to spy. So um, a lot of the governments Uh, Not just in the United States, our state governments, but actual governments have um, removed it uh, from their uh, devices that they've issued their employees and they won't allow them to download it. Well, um, so Texas recently, since we live here in Texas, um, Abbott has demanded that, you know, all government agencies or state agencies removed from their devices. Okay, but then he also so publicly funded um, institutions. So, of course, that means colleges. So a lot of the colleges here, publicly funded colleges, UT, A and M, um, have Texas Tech um, and some others. I don't know if Tech has removed it yet, but uh, they have started to block it on their uh, from their Wi-Fi. Um, and so, yeah, I guess the owner or the the CEO of TikTok is coming to testify before Congress next week to try to reassure them. That uh, his app is safe and that, you know, they can, I guess, outside of China, um, that they will follow the safeguards that countries have put in place and they won't allow the Chinese government to use it as a way to spy on individuals. Although there hasn't been any proof so far, notice I, I, I preface that with so far, that the Chinese government has been using it to spy um, on citizens outside of China. Um, they just sent spy balloons for that. But yeah, um, so I think I think that's interesting. Um, so I don't know. We might see the end of TikTok coming soon. What do you think? think that's a possibility.
1: I hate agreeing
0: with Republicans on
1: anything. I truly do. I hate what I'm about to say, but I have to say it. I'm in agreement with Abbott. I think, um, or with whoever, I, I don't think that um, TikTok is safe um just thinking about the fact of how uh the algorithm works on TikTok. now granted the algorithm algorithm works um no matter which social media um site but i think it works even more to really dumb down our society um and to make us real prone to like oh instant satisfaction So it went from like 10 second videos now, you know, you're doing like a quick 10 minute video and then you're done kind of thing and you don't want to spend any longer to learn something or anything like that. Um, But I think just how it works and the videos that is shown to this generation now that's really, really addicted to TikTok um the stupidity that is shown to them and i think that's on purpose um, maybe it's a conspiracy i don't know but i feel that um how the algorithm works when it comes to um america um it's to dumb down our society and i think um partly it is working on dumbing down our society on the ones who are truly addicted to tiktok that's why i don't roll with tiktok but um so yeah, so I am in agreement. I don't I, I, I don't trust China. I'm 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 be honest. I've just the history of our relationship and the fact of they no longer have a democracy and it's basically a dictatorship. Or would he be like an emperor now?
0: Well, you know, it's they call it the somehow, you know, in the name, the full name is the Democratic Republic of China, which is a joke. We know that they don't have those. Well, Democratic, they're a com- like- communist
1: society, but he's even changed the rules up so much where he's now basically can elect himself to be um the ruler of China forever until his death. Like, slowly, and you that's the first step in becoming like North Korea. Um, Where, you know, you're passing it down uh, to your um, family members, to your uh, descendants, rather than having a duly elected leader. Um, and so all of that, the fact of like, there's no respect for that and how the people in China are really suffering and, um, just how their lives are. And no matter the cover up, like it's not all picnics in China. I don't care how strong of their economy is. The poverty is just ridiculous. And, um, so yeah, um, I think that, uh, it's a good move. Sometimes we got to make some hard decisions and that's one decision I'm in support of. Um,
0: yeah, I I agree. I, I really do. Um, I don't have a problem with removing it from government devices, um, and um, I don't necessarily have a problem with removing it. I think when you get to the school, the universities, it gets a little tricky. for me, um, I understand what they. I understand. What I understand their need to do it but um, from certain aspects you can block your Wi-Fi you know I'm not an IT but I know that they can keep it at, from the servers I don't know how it works and all that kind of stuff so the, the university level is where it gets a little bit trickier to me with their with their private like on personal phones too because that and I think that's where I draw the line is when they get to the article when, As you read through the article he, he's talking about oh okay Now we're going to have guidelines for how employees use it on their personal devices. Well, okay. If you don't want them filming a TikTok at work, I get that while they're on work hours. I understand that. But can you, now you're starting to legislate what they can do on their personal devices. So when it gets to that part, if you're going to get to that, then yeah, you probably should just outlaw the app altogether and remove it from the app stores. Um, And if they start doing that, then you know, that um, then that's pretty much the end of TikTok so a lot is riding on what the CEO has to say and if he can convince Congress And, and here's the thing do you trust this Congress especially even as narrow as their majority is do you trust them to do the right thing like I don't trust this Congress to do the right thing I don't trust them to hear the right thing um, I don't trust them to act in the best interest because you know if if this dude comes over and he greets me getting into my conspiracy theory now if he comes over and starts greasing some palms it's over because these shady mofos they're they're gonna take the money and just don't matter like, which right side they're, they're from. from like
1: yeah I'd agree with you on that I think that um, I I don't think that um, TikTok will be banned um, I think that ultimately um, he will convince um, Congress, and I say that with quotations, um, and the way that you convince Congress is by throwing money at them, no matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, um, throw it at their campaign, throw it, you know, just, uh, it's lobbying. And so I don't think that TikTok will be banned. I think it will continue, um, to function within, um, U.S. society. And it is going to be because he's going to come over here and he's going to grease palms. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm, I'm very skeptical, you know, um, I don't care what the app is. When they ask to track shit, no. Um, I yeah, i don't say no. Check no. Um, we do have a TikTok here at the Popcorn Wine Down. Um, but it, it's used pretty much the same way as you know our Instagram and stuff. Uh, note to self: um, expand our socials. <laughs> but we we will start posting more now that the hiatus is over. But yeah, um, I've always been kind of skeptical of TikTok because from the beginning, from its inception. Um, I've heard the rumors and I, I'm with you. I was like, okay, yeah, I don't trust China either. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, we'll put that into the stay tuned or keep it popping section um, and update you on that story. Okay, the next one, our last one for politics. Then we get into the really good stuff. Um, what the fuck is going on with our inbred cousin, Florida dude? Oh, I got none for that one.
1: Right. Like, <laughs> I, I I'm so I'm so done with Florida. Like, like I need Florida to fall into the Atlantic.
0: I and and as much as I love Disney World like I felt like I was cheating on civilization when I was there. Um and but I was in my bubble of universal and Disney, you know? But still it was just like uh and I tell people and I keep seeing it and I know pop stars y'all are probably sick of hearing me say this pay attention to what the fuck is going on in florida because if the mango mussolini is not the republican candidate in 2024 it's going to be dickhead DeSantis. okay <laughs> um and he is using florida as his personal testing ground for how he will run this country especially if he gets a complicit congress So if he gets the same Congress, meaning if he gets a Republican-controlled Congress, not just House, but a Republican Senate and a Republican Congress like Trump had in 2016, oh, it's over. It is fucking over. Okay. So the book ban we know about, they have literally started taking books out of libraries and schools because, you know, they teach about diversity and inclusion. We're going to get back to that. But did you hear about what happened with the AP course in the college board? Yes. Those motherfuckers at the college board fucking caved. And I'm like, how are you letting one state dictate education when Florida is not the only state that offers fucking AP courses? So here's the thing. If I were the head of the college board, Florida would have got my middle finger And I just wouldn't have offered the course in the state of Florida. You don't want it anyway because it goes against your anti-woke bill, doesn't it? Or your anti woke legislation. So fuck (laughs) you. And I will just take my course everywhere else. But they fucking caved. Okay, so that's one thing. Now, um, he, he has announced that he's going to stop funding public universities to keep them from offering Diversion and inclusion programs, and then he's not going to allow them to offer the programs, even if the funding comes from somewhere else. So, if I were a private donor and alumni from University of Florida, and I want to earmark a grant for them or money for them to offer this uh, this diversion and inclusion program or a diversion and inclusion course or some kind of course like that, then he still would not allow them to take the money and offer it. So, his attack on education, uh, I'm kind of used to. And, like you said, but the latest thing to me, the thing that would probably tip me to actually get the fuck up out of Florida is what they're considering doing to female athletes, to girl athletes. They want, they're considering tracking their menstrual cycles. So, you know, <laughs> every year when you go take your physical, as a high schooler, as a middle schooler, I'm supposed to fucking put down on there how often my child bleeds? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what the fuck business is it of yours? <laughs> Are you crazy?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> it's funny.
0: And I know there's going to be some stupid motherfuckers out there that fill that shit out and think it's okay.
1: They, re- they reelected them, so they think it's okay in Florida
0: like I said, pay attention to what to what's happening in Florida. It's not always what they say because politicians talk that talk. This motherfucker is walking the walk. Yeah, just, just pay attention I, and I'm with you. Uh, yeah, we could be 59 states. So, you know, if we lose Florida, we can just add Puerto Rico or just make D.C. an actual state now and it, we'll still have our 50 balance, you know. <laughs> like, and then we could relocate Disney World. Mm-mm. I'm
1: gonna okay. leave it, leave it right there. Let Disney go off into the abyss too. Hey,
0: hey, hey! Is that Mickey Mouse slander? You know how I feel about Mickey Mouse.
1: Yeah, but Mickey Mouse stayed in Florida.
0: But well, the corporate had well that was the old CEO. I think <laughs> if Iger, I think if Iger was in charge at the time, he would have. Uh-huh. But but see, what had happened was just you know how I feel about that Mickey Mouse thing Tammy. Of all the hurtful things you've ever said to me, that just that cut me deep. Like you my heart. I'm is sorry, but open you gonna you gonna have to take bleeding. me. You have
1: to take me out for that because I can't take back that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. Florida go like Florida can take Disney with them because Disney stays. It's just like um in Atlanta with Georgia. Like after all the shit that uh Kemp did first and all, all of that that went down, and Marvel Studios still stayed in um Georgia like nah like you you can go too
0: yeah oh my god oh my god i'm I'm having palpitations i can't breathe Mm -mm.
1: sometimes you gotta be you gotta you gotta be honest about your people eddie you gotta be honest about your people
0: mickey mouse can't help what the people who try to control him do it ain't mickey's fault like no but mickey gonna suffer the consequences though you know, I you know you 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 know I stay ten toes down for Mickey dog. Like no, nah. all right. Um, so have you read Spare yet? I know we had talked about it.
1: Have I read what Spare? No, but I heard there is some tea up in there. Girl, you
0: know I love me some tea, right? <laughs> Let me tell you, I started Spare. And I didn't, I was just like, okay, let me start it. I didn't think I would finish it. I finished that book in a day. All right. Damn. Girl. Girl. That deep, huh? Girl. <laughs> and and then when he had when he said, oh, well, I had to cut it down significantly because of the list. <laughs> so there's at least another for another two, three books. Um, but yeah, it's Good. It's really, really what's good. your favorite part? Um, I don't know. The Megan stuff we knew about, I think I liked knowing the more personal side of their relationship before like how they met, when they met, the courtship part, uh, before the shit hit the fan, you know. Um, it was worse, worse than what we even saw in the video. I mean, in the, in the Netflix series, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because that was more or less about the media. This was about his family. And you could see the correlations uh, that he was trying to make between her and his mom. And in one part, he told her when they came back from the Australia trip, you know, their first big international trip that was really successful. Yeah he basically told her, he's like, oh, you're too good at this. They're going to eat you alive. Like, like they're not going to like the fact that you, that you just came out here and became this rock star. Um, and that was the rule that you don't outshine the family. And by the time she came into the family, um, the queen was pretty much just queening in name only. It seems like, um, you could tell how much he loved her, his grandmother, and he thought of her more as his grandmother who happened to be the queen rather than the queen who happened to be his grandmother. Um, so um, so she was, it seemed like she was really disengaged and it also on one hand, but also seems like he took great pains to protect her because of how much he loved her. Um, but so most, um, he was nervous he found, he was nervous when he found out he had to ask the queen, like he really did not know that he had to ask his grandmother for permission to marry her. And he was really nervous. Um, Cause you know, he wasn't the next in line and he, he, he knew William would have to do it, but he didn't think he would have to do it. Um, uh, So he, he asked her during a hunting trip, if he could get it for permission. um, and, he, and she was like, yeah. And he was like, Oh, okay. And he, and he was like, it's that simple like he he built it up to be this whole big thing in his head he was like and then he was like oh god he's like just take yes when you get it and he ran with it so (laughs) um you know from that but William and Kate didn't seem like they had any love for her from the very beginning like um so but so those parts but actually like I said their courtship part was really interesting um it didn't. He really didn't talk a, a lot about his mom before she died. It kind of picks up with the summer that she passed away and how he found out, and it goes from there. Um, I think maybe it's still a little too painful to reminisce to the time before, um, mm-hmm. and I think that would have gotten into a lot of what life was like with her when her and Charles were still married and how painful and traumatic that was in uh, on it on it. On its face, because of how dysfunctional that marriage was, but um, I highly recommend it. They say the audiobook is really good too. He narrates the audio book, so if you do Audible, um, but I get into spirit like I could just go in a whole review for it. But I could get <laughs> into. I said it. I say it, it's a really good book. Um, it and it talks a lot about his life. It's broken up into sections um, from the time his mom dies to his to he get he he turns eighteen to his time in the military Um, from then it's a whole section about his life in the military and then um, the time that he meets Megan and you can tell he owns the Vegas thing, he owns what he did in Vegas you get context context behind all of that Um, but you can tell that he was basically thought of, no offense, no pun intended, as the redheaded stepchild his whole life. Everyone treated him like that except for his mother and um, his grandmother, in the sense that, you know, when she was his grandmother and not when it came to him being her, her grandson, but not the duty as in where he felt in the family, if that makes any sense. Um, you can tell that he's really close to Diana's family. In a lot of ways, he was closer to that, her, that family than his own, I think. So um, he's still
1: close to them because that was one of the um, things, because, yeah. you know, they don't, they don't, it, I know it's focused on. Because it's, it's in my um, to be read. I was trying to finish the book that I'm, I was currently reading. I'm doing an audio because I'm, I'm loving his accent. Um, but that, that was one of the questions that somebody had um, in the book group that I'm in was where was his mother's family like was were they any time involved with her kids because you never hear about the Spencers you always hear about the royal family and how that life was because that is where they grew up but it's like did the Spencer just throw them to the side and just never like engage with them or did they have some type
0: of relationship
1: with the Spencers I, after their I mother died th-
0: I think they did but it was very surface or peripheral you know mm-hmm. but I think as he got older and he couldn't decide for himself Um, he was left he was left to his own devices a lot because he was the spare so but yeah like the whole thing we all heard about the whole tiara thing right he explains that and what finally made them cave on letting her wear the tiara was the fact that Diana's family said fuck it you can wear hers because they have it yeah so they were going to allow Megan to wear Diana's tiara in the wedding, and that and that's what let them because. So he explains a lot of that stuff, but they were there. So I think he became closer to them the older he got, and he could yeah. actually make that decision for himself um, because the Roy, it, it, it was really regimented, and he he did he he he, he did grow up sheltered. But he was off, like I said, he was often left to his own devices and ignored a lot, and just, you know, the afterthought. Like he said, it it was pointed out to him quite often that he was not the heir. Um, And so, and the differences in treatment between him and William. And as they got older, it became more pronounced. And um, they were not as close as people thought they were. They loved each other and he loved William like his big brother, but they weren't as close as people thought. I, so. I think,
1: well, so I think that um, you know, just in general from just kind of having your eyes open to um, what's behind the curtain um, that you, you could tell like he loves his family. He does. But I feel that you love your family because that's what you're supposed to do because they're your family. Um, but do you like your family? And I think that is ultimately the difference on the question on, do you love your family? Yes, I do. Next question. Do you like your family? Then there's the pause. Think about it and see if you can honestly answer that question. Because I think that if it was honestly answered, um, just based off what you see, what you hear, um, that the liking part is not there you love your family but you don't like your family and so uh, that's what's the interesting thing about uh, wanting to read his book is seeing you know um, that he was like kind of thrown to the side and William was you know the face of it all and everything and Um, I think it really great on William and especially on Charles, because, you know, Camilla will never be as popular as Diana was. You will never be as popular as Diana was. Um, And the fact that, you know, you basically, I feel, had to beg your mother in order to make her queen consort as a divorced woman. Um, When previously, wasn't it um, Queen Elizabeth's father? Because the brother had to give up the crown in order to be with the woman he loved. Mm-hmm. So he had to give up the crown to be with the woman he loved. And But you're allowing your son to marry a divorced woman. When previously you had such control over every person in your family and, you know, who they married and everything like that. And you would shut it down real quick if you didn't approve it. Um, but, you know, old age, granted. Yeah. and, um, and that's, No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, so I'm definitely interested. I am going to read it. Uh, I just got the opportunity to read it. Um, but it's good because I've, I've seen the reviews and majority of the reviews is like, yo, he got some tea. Like he's spilling the tea. Like he pouring the tea out. And I'll be like, okay, I got to hear this tea. Because you heard it from Megan's side. And people still vilify her and make her out to be the devil incarnate. Um, and even when you watch the um, Netflix series, and you see he speaks up more and you really get to see that. Um, granted, I never thought she was a devil incarnate, but you get to start to hear his side of it. And now he put out a book and it's kind of like, OK, now you really get to hear his side of it. But I still think he held back a little bit.
0: He did. He did. You can tell there are parts where you could tell he held back. And I think it was because he didn't want to go full scorched earth because it's his story. He doesn't, He he's honest, but he doesn't spend time vilifying his father and William. It's not about, oh, how they're horrible people. It's just, this is my life. This is what happened at this. This is their reaction to this, you know? So it's, it's honest, but it's respectful. It's honest, but he's not trying to use the truth as a weapon to hurt them or paint them as bad people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm and so it's like if that's how you come across looking then hey it not more on you and I know at one point William had been your favorite but Harry has always been my favorite I don't know why I just never took to William um like I like I did Harry um you know I was just like oh okay William William Harry to me they were a package deal so if I liked Harry then I guess William had to be somewhere on that list but Harry's always been my favorite and um and so it it was just really it was really really good. I, I was surprised at how much I liked it. Um, but I brought all of that up, and it's funny that you mentioned the coronation and Queen Elizabeth's father because you know, uh, Charles's coronation is coming up, and they are in a pickle. The royal courtiers are, courtiers, courtiers, however you say it, are in a pickle about what to do. The they're married. They're William and Megan. They're Harry and Meghan problem. Do you invite the Successes to the coronation? And when asked publicly, Harry's just always said, We, I don't, you will see. You know, he's never publicly said, No, they're not coming. They wouldn't come if they were invited. So he's leaving that ball in their court. So, um, word on the streets is that Charles, his people went to the prime minister and tried to get him to um, enact the Churchill exception. And that is when Queen Elizabeth's father died, um, he told Queen, King Edward, or the guy who had abdicated the throne to marry the divorced, um, the divorced New York socialite, mm. um, he basically, Churchill stepped in and told him he was not to come to England for the coronation and that he would not be invited. And so word on the streets is that Charles people tried to get the prime minister to do the same thing. And he's like, nah, your family, your problem. <laughs> Just tell us how many people are gonna be there so we know what kind of security to provide, right. but we we not doing that.
1: See, and, and that's what I mean on, let's be honest, cause I feel while I, I truly do love the honesty that um, Harry is putting out out there, you're still bull- bullshitting us in a, in a way because um, your family's still playing you and um love them love them or not i'm i'm like put it all up on the table um i i i'm 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 at the point where i'm just like yo like they, y'all y'all some selfish motherfuckers like right. I, on. I, like you, you 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 selfish you are egotistical and i don't understand people who are willing to vilify a person who is coming out and telling you how it really is to be a part of the royal family when you are not next in line for the throne like because if harry has felt this way can you imagine how um andrew's kids have felt or uh, i don't know who the other people are um but um charlie and kids yeah like how the nieces and nephews have felt On the fact of saying they have to have felt that way in in a type of way, as well as Andrew, you know, before he became a pedophile, and um, (laughs) and and um, what's the daughter name? Anne. Anne. And Anne. And 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 Princess Anne. So so you 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 gotta know they they must have felt some type of way, but they curbed it because I think at that time the Queen such had such a stronghold on you know the image of the family, and I do. I agree with Harry. I think implementing the the um, the media into the royal family and their PR scheme is what ultimately changed the perspective of the royal family and and how they were. But it you Harry can't be the only one who has felt that way this whole entire time. Like there has to be more of them. So um, it, it's just. I don't know like it it just makes me look even worse at William it makes me completely detest Kate because like you just let this man he 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 embarrasses you in your circle like he been sleeping with your friends for years years and you just going along with it because you want to be the queen I understand I fully understand but just have some respect for yourself. Just have, have some respect. Have some respect. As well as Charles and the fact of saying you pit your sons against each other. And now it's like, what? Because William's next in line for the throne and Harry's always been more like his mother that there's no love lost anymore. Like you, you're really going to, you really let your son out there in the wilderness by himself. Like just, just let him flow by himself. That lets me know. Even after Diana died, you never raised him, and you were never a father to him. I don't care what Harry says; there's no way you could have been a father to that to that man, and and still like have the thought where you don't want your son at your coronation when you become king.
0: Like there's no way. Well, they say that Charles actually does want him there. Uh, he 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 doesn't like the risk, but it's more William and it's more the courtiers. Like you realize, um, you remember that scene. Um, in young Royals where we realized, Hey, the queen actually answers to all of her people instead of her people answering to her. Yes. That you get that, that sense of reality. Um, Like he went like when Nottingham college, was falling apart or something happened and Harry actually, like they did a lot to keep him away from the queen, even before her, um, even before she got really sick, even before they left the Royal family, like when it came to certain things, he still had to go, like official royal requests, he still had to go through the channels. He couldn't just call her, you know. So the times that he did get her, like there was this one thing, I forgot what happened, but they were all there talking. And so she, he tells them, she he has her there and he tells her in front of everybody. And she asked them, she goes, is that true? And they all just kind of like, no, no, we did this or it, it was misplaced or something like that, you know. And so it was like there was a lot that I think, especially as she got older, they kept, they intentionally kept from her. At least that's the thing that you get. Um, Andrew was always her favorite. So I think there, that animosity between Charles and Andrew was because Andrew was her favorite and she babied him. Um, but this other one interesting part, then we can move on from Spare, is that, do you know Charles actually had the nerve to tell Harry that there was not going to be enough money to support hey, Megan? What do you mean not enough money? I'm confused. What do you mean? He said he couldn't afford her. When Harry was telling them that he wanted to marry her, Charles <laughs> literally put his mouth together to say, "We can't afford her. I can't afford to take care of her." Motherfucker, you was in charge of the the duchy of Cornwall and you couldn't afford her? <laughs> yeah. So they were living in Nottingham Cottage, which was falling apart. Do you know that a lot of the clothes that she wore were her own clothes? Um, I didn't know that. They were a lot of her she own styled,
1: clothes. Yeah, she styled herself mainly
0: because they couldn't, because he couldn't afford her. Um, and uh, when she moved in, a lot of the furniture that they had, she bought. They had to buy. She bought a lot of stuff. Basically, she was the one who was supporting her and Harry from her money that she had made as an actress uh, bought that she bought a lot of their furniture and stuff like that so well, that was because really
1: you got to remember when they realized that they needed help and they needed security and everything it was none of his people that stepped up nobody in his family stepped up nobody stepped up on his side oh
0: no because when they, they they had security until they were in Canada that's what one i yeah, and then all then of a sudden day, it was taken
1: away and it was on, on her to basically figure out her connections to get, get it there because his connections wouldn't step up.
0: Yeah, so it was crazy. But yeah, free Spear, and we'll have to talk about it. We might have to do just a full show on the review of Spear. We can do that. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Super Bowl. I know you don't care, but I'm I excited. Do not. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Prof- I care. I'm
1: taking the black, black quarterback. Oh, so you're taking the full
0: black quarterback, not the half black quarterback.
1: Yeah, that I know that's real bad. My, my 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 people told me that that was real bad to say. And they were like, like Miss, you can't you can't say that. And I said, can't. okay, my bad. I take it back. I'm not going to so, the black black quarterback. I'm just going to cheer for the team that I absolutely hate with the whole entire passion, and that's the Eagles. Oh, okay.
0: So you're choosing the Eagles over the Chiefs. We got that. But yes. it is it is a historic Super Bowl for many reasons. We we just mentioned it. it's the first time in. NFL history that two black starting quarterbacks will be facing each other so I'm happy for that Um, they're also both from Texas um, Jalen Hurts from Channel View which is close to us in the Houston area
1: and then Patrick
0: Mahomes I forgot what part where he's from but um, and it's also the first time two brothers will be facing off um, against each other in the the Super Bowl Um, Travis Kelsey is the tight end with his sexy ass from um, the Kansas City Chiefs and his brother Jason is the center for the Eagles. So they even though they both play on offense, they won't physically be on the field at the same time. But you know, um, I'm excited. I I don't know who I want to win. I like both teams. I like Jalen Hurts. I shared a plane ride with Jalen Hurts one time. So you know that one time I was on the plane with Jalen Hurts. You know that's my celebrity moment. Um, but anyway, uh. I don't know. I just want to see a good game, and I'm I'm excited for the the Super Bowl halftime show with Rihanna. So that that's going to be interesting. So yeah, just a good game, hopefully. I will not um, be watching. The goat retired finally officially. Tom Brady um, has said he is officially done. So I think he will start um, his uh, his post football career um, next year, uh, calling games for Fox Sports. Uh, a big big contract and speaking of brady i kind of want to see that movie 80 for brady with jane fonda and sally field it looks really cute i think rita moreno's in it too um just a side note um uh, no i'm not asking you to review it because i know the answer would be hell no oh i just see thank goodness you know me well enough now <laughs> but i am gonna watch it it looks really cute and you know what i'm saying. And um, I, DeMar Hamlin, thank goodness, is on the road to recovery. Um, I know did you you heard about what happened to him, right? Yes. Monday Night Football. So he's on the road to recovery, which is really, really good. Um, and I think that's really all I – oh, and LeBron is about 63 points away as of the taping of this. By the time this air he may have passed um, – Surpassed Kareem Abdul Jabbar's the all time leading scorer in NBA history. So um, that's something to stay on the lookout for with LeBron. Um, I'm just going to ask a question. I'm sure it's going to be rhetorical. You have anything to add to the sports pop? Next topic. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to film and television. It's Oscar season, baby. I feel like, you know, I don't know why. I feel like uh, I'm a mix between a sports. Caster and a talk show host that the person who announces talk shows that's what I felt like in the beginning and then with that <laughs> I just felt like I was channeling my inner dick Vitel with the it's Oscar season baby <laughs> okay, <boop. I'm> <laughs> um, so did you see the nominations were you surprised by any of the nominations <clears throat>
1: um I got a question
0: yeah who was nominated well, Elvis was nominated. <gasps> for like- really?
1: Like for best actor? Yes. I'm all for was. it. I don't even
0: care who else is running against him. Um, he was nominated. He made for best actor. Uh, I think Elvis the movie got six or like eight. Um, I'm all I for it. Am- it was also nominated for best movie. Uh, the movie that looks a little strange and trippy Um, it's on my list to watch because you know every year I try to watch as many Oscar movies as I can um everything everywhere all at once with michelle uh with michelle yo i love michelle yo so um i'm i'm gonna watch i'm gonna check that out and that's on streaming now i think it's on paramount or something so you can watch it uh top gun maverick was nominated for six including best movie which is really good um i hate singing this because i haven't watched it and i have no intention of watching it but i feel like avatar the way of the water was a popularity vote yo yo Definitely,
1: people waited so long, and from what I heard, it was boring as shit.
0: Like, so you know, um, the first one, and I'm one of the few people I watched the first one, but I was like, oh, it was it was really anticlimactic to me. I was just like, this is it. Like, the first one was something you watch once and never again. Yeah, it was one of those movies, so I really am not excited about the the sequels to come. But it it it's been like the number. Did you say sequels? Yeah, it's been like. like yeah, because they filmed like two, three, and four all at once. Wait, what? Yeah. So he oh, he made this big dramatic announcement about oh it, it surpassed like it's it's made a billion dollars. It was really quick to get to a billion dollars. Okay. It's been on... How about when we adjust for inflation? Yeah, it's still it's still made money. Um, it's still surpassed. So um, and even though and it's been the number one movie since it's been released. But I'm like, dude. In all fairness, what the hell has what the hell else has been out at the movies um, in the last two months? You know, you released it during dead time, dead air time, you know? Um, so we will see. Um, the Fablemans, which is Steven Spielberg, um, I heard it was good. But uh, so, best lead actor. You, ooh, are you sure you want Austin Butler to win best lead actor? Let me get through the list. Okay. Austin Butler, Elvis, Colin Farrell. The banshees of insurance.
1: Brendan I love Con but I'm
0: still going for Austin. Go ahead. Okay. Brendan Frazier the Well, uh, Paul Mescal Afterson, and Bill Knight living. Um, okay Austin Butler. Um, I I just have a question. How the fuck was Anna DeArmus nominated for blonde? Who? Anna DeArmus. Uh, she was in. Did you see region- it? blonde yeah no no i, mean, I saw part i saw parts of it and what i saw her acting wasn't up to part i mean congratulations beautiful woman she is um and congratulations for just you know the recognition but the movie and the acting wasn't all that great to me so but hey um oh kate blanchett got nominated for tar i want to see that and of course the aforementioned michelle yo for everything everywhere all at once I'm on i um, for the Asian. For for uh best supporting actress actor, my boy, our boy by by oh, I can't even talk right now. I'm getting all excited. Brian Tyree Henry was nominated for Causeway. I have not seen it, but go Brian Tyree Henry. I'm I'm and, sorry, who is that? Uh the twin. The black. oh God, you're so horrible. The black, the black twin the twin black from bullet train. Yes. Okay. What was he nominated for? This movie called Causeway. Okay. Um, and then Ki he, Hee Kwan, everything all at once. He was he played shortstop in um Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. The little kid. Oh, he's, sweetie. He's all grown up. Oh, now.
1: Eddie, Eddie. Come on now. What? You know I don't watch no Indiana Jones.
0: He's, oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> but also. <laughs> Angela Bassett, Wakanda Forever, Best Supporting Actress. Woo! And then, um, so Angela Bassett and Brian Tyree Henry were the only people of color nominated. Uh, um, uh,
1: do not say that. Do not say that. No. They
0: Michelle, were the only black Yo was Michelle not, Oh I my caught guys. myself. I caught myself. Stop. I caught myself. They were the only black people nominated. Can, I can caught we, myself. Can, can we have a pause conversation right now, though? Because... <laughs>
1: So after the nominations came out, I didn't fully check the list, but I did go online to kind of see what people were talking about. And I see all these people talking about how, oh, ain't 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 no people of color. Like they were really saying, like, ain't none of us um nominated and everything like that. And I was just like, wait, what? Cause I remember I heard Michelle Yo was nominated. And I'm just like, Angela Bassett nominated. I'm just like so we we really still have the mindset that if we not nominated we we don't care for other people of color. They they no. they are they, not part of the people of color crew. Is, is that what no. you're saying?
0: They are. And and, and I caught myself. Um, no, 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 I'm
1: not even saying for you. I'm just saying cuz you know in general that's what's been going on for the last couple years where like it, it's like you hitting the oscars the hitting oscars so white and there's never no focus on when other people of color are nominated because if if the person ain't black then oh you know they they, they so white not saying that they weren't because they are but i'm just saying can we also recognize the other people of color that have been nominated every year and put support behind them as well because even if we like to throw out they don't support us that's an absolute lie because a lot of times they do support us and we got to turn around and we got to start supporting other people of color as well. We support them, they'll support us. Like, you know, it's, it's give and take, give and take. So just want to put my two cents out there, sorry. No
0: problem. Um, and I agree. Um, I'm, I, I love Michelle Yeoh as an actress. I'm all for it. Uh, I haven't seen, and I can't pronounce his name, Ki-Yu Kwan. The, he played shortstop in Indiana Jones and in Temple of Doom. Um, he'd almost quit acting just because of the racism and things that he faced after that role. And so um, I think he worked as a stunt coordinator and stuff for a while. So he's been in Hollywood, but I know this is one of his first major roles. So I'm also him and Brian Tyree Henry, though, they're in the same category and that sucks. So I'm going for one or the other. If Brian Tyree does not win, then I definitely want Key Kwan to win. Um, and of course, Angela Bassett, you know, um, But Viola Davis was one of the biggest snubs. She should have been nominated for The Woman King. Um, I think, honestly, she should have been nominated over Anna DeArnis. And I'm going to watch Blonde because, like I said, I try to make it a point to watch the movies that are nominated in the major categories. So um, I am now going to have to watch Blonde, even though I heard it was not a great movie. And I can give a full accounting and critique and get her the, the full range of uh, how good of a if she did an Oscar worthy job um, <laughs> with just um, a bad film maybe she yeah. was Oscar worthy but the film
1: was just really bad
0: yeah um kind of like Kristen uh Kristen Stewart in that Diana movie yes yeah so I I will see I will I will have a fool but just from what I've seen of it I I can honestly say uh that may have been a popular I don't know what that was but um, I will leave it at that and say that yes, I agree that Viola Davis was definitely snubbed. I think the Woman King as a whole was snubbed. Um, La- so. L-
1: L- L- Lashana was snubbed. Lashana Lynch?
0: Yes. yes. She, she, like,
1: I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Now, granted, I understand that um, I'm all for Angela Bassett winning, but Lashana Lynch should have been nominated. She did a phenomenal job on the role that she played in the Woman King as well.
0: Yeah, so... Um, And from Till, um, I think Danielle Deadwire, the movie, I don't know if it should have gotten nominated, but I know Danielle Deadwire should have gotten some love um, for her role as Emmett Till's mother um, in the movie. So um, it it was, and I can still say that um, sometimes you hear people say, oh, the snubs, and you're just thinking, oh, well, not every black actor or every black movie should be nominated, but I can actually agree with um, these. Uh, with some of these criticisms um, uh, or critiques we will call them um, of the Oscars and their snubbings uh, this year Uh, so we will see what happens um, and I'm going to start uh, watching my Oscar movies here probably within the next week to catch up on them all and a lot of them are on streaming thankfully Um, but normally AMC for those of you who are like me AMC usually does a day or two um, where they show all the Oscar nominated movies over a couple of days, the major ones. Um, so you can always go to that, but unfortunately it's usually held um, during the middle of the week. And if you're like me, you can't just take two days off of work to go chill in the movies. Although <laughs> as much as I would love to do that, um, you know, but anyway, uh, the Razzies, you know, the, the ones that are that nominate for the most horrible films and all that, the worst films of the year, they caught all the smoke for nominating a 12 year old girl for best, um, <laughs> actress. Uh, and she was the star of the uh, remake for Firestarter. Now, mm-hmm. granted, um, the movie wasn't that great, um, from my understanding. I didn't watch it. I know you're a huge Zach Efron fan. Did you watch it? I did. I went to the theater and saw it. Oh, was it good?
1: Not as bad as people said it was, but I never saw the original Firestarter. I just know that that was like the film for Drew Barrymore's career. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of starting out um but I like it wasn't the worst now granted it wasn't the greatest movie I've seen it wasn't even the greatest movie I've seen with Zac Efron um but it wasn't like put me to sleep like never once did I get like oh my god I'm so bored I want to go to sleep kind of thing so it wasn't as bad as you know but does
0: it deserve a rising? probably okay the movie itself deserves a Razzie, but my problem is how the hell are you going to nominate a twelve-year-old girl? She was eleven when she made the movie, and you, basically you are telling an eleven-year-old that they suck so bad that they deserve a Razzie, and that <laughs> is where that's where I have a problem. And that even though they rescinded it because they caught all the smoke, it's too late. You put that out there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like she's a kid, like. To me, it's like what happened to the quorum? What happened to thinking before you do shit? Like no matter like there's just some things that should be off limits. She is eleven. Like, well, now she's twelve, but I, I was I was like, okay, they deserved all that. I felt I have no love, no sympathy. There's no excuse for that. I was just I like, no. Nah. I agree. Um, the recruit has been renewed for a second season. Netflix. I'm excited. I'm excited Ooh. too. Maybe Did you know
1: Young Royals has been approved for a third and final season?
0: All right, cool. Okay. Yes.
1: So we'll get to see what happens with um, Simone and Willem.
0: All right. I'm excited about that. Jeremy Renner is home from the hospital recuperating after his horrible accident with the snowplow. Um, he was actually trying to save his nephew and got ran over by snowplow. Uh, From what I've seen of him and just read about the accident, this lucky homeboy didn't lose any limbs, like, for real. Um, So, uh, may he have, I know it's going to be a long recovery, but may he have a a good recovery. May it be a good one for him. Uh, Over 30 bones. Uh, GMA has officially cut ties with Amy Roback and TJ Holmes after they uh, got caught having a consensual affair. Um I don't know. I've an experience about that. The only I only thing I can Why did they get fired? Cuz they caught hot boning? Um so, I know so that's So they fresh. fired
1: them just because they were having an affair?
0: Yeah. Pretty much.
1: Oh, okay. I guess it's,
0: what is it? The moral clause or something? That's, that's all I can think of. Okay. Like they, they either violated some fraternization policies in their contract or a morality clause in their contract, because it was a consensual affair between two consenting adults. They pretty much left their situations or their marriages for each other. Um, so yeah, just, you know, um, I, so that's all I can really think of is the reason for that firing. So, you know, and I hate it when people play the moral police in that situation. I'm not condoning the fact that they had an affair, but that's between them and their spouses and their family to work out. It's not for me to judge any of that. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's all I can think I'm
1: of. I'm a judge, it, but I don't think you should be fired for it. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm, <laughs> I'm still judging I'm a human being. Like, we got to be honest. Like, we yeah. judge it because you, you you cheated on your significant other, Both of you did. order to be together Uh, like i said Um,
0: i'm not condoning it but um should you be fired yeah Yeah. i'm not condoning it but i'm I'm also not here to cast stones and say you know and play the moral police so yeah we all all done stuff we all done yeah so unless there was some morality clause or fraternization clause in your contract it was a consent it was an affair by two consenting adults which should be handled between them it's unfortunate that their private life became public like that but they were two of the most popular anchors on that GMA3 show from my understanding it was pretty much GMA3 was pretty much their show so I don't know um, okay uh, Tomb Raider is getting a series on Amazon from Phoebe Waller Ridge are you going to watch the Tomb Raider series Were you're a fan of the movie the
1: Angelina Jolie one
0: Okay,
1: but the question uh, is was I more a fan of the movie or Angelina Jolie
0: Angelina Jolie I don't know <laughs> I like Tomb Raider. Um, the, the last one I can't think of her name right now. I but Alicia I will, Vikander. Yeah, Alicia Vikander. Um, I thought she made a great uh, Laura Croft. I just wasn't crazy about the script. If I that was one. I'm not a fan of her acting. I don't think
1: her acting is that great to me. It's not. But then I haven't really seen, um, because I think she was what nominated for an Oscar for the role that she played with Eddie um Redmayne. Um. But yeah, but I, I actually, like, I enjoyed watching the Tomb Raider remake um, with her, but you know what they say, just because we enjoy it, Eddie, doesn't mean it's going to be popular with other people. Other people just don't know how to judge they, real art. They don't. So,
0: you know, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, but this was from Phoebe Waller-Bridge, so I'm interested. I love stuff like that, so I would give it bad? a shot. Yeah. Okay. Um. And something we talked about off air, obviously, but I just had to bring it up. Um, my boy, my man, Aldous Hodge is the next Alex Cross, and that series is coming to Amazon, and I cannot wait. I'm so glad we get a full Alex Cross series instead of trying to make movies, especially when Tyler Perry played the role of Alex Cross. There <laughs> there was a significant drop-off, no offense to my man Tyler, um, you're a good dude, but you were not Alex Cross. And, and, and the the difference I will say between you and Morgan Freeman playing a role, my man, you know, but so I'm I'm interested to see what Aldis Hodge can do with it. I am so excited about that series. Did his other wait. series get canceled? Um, I, I don't know that he was oh, the uh, the one City on the Hill or are you talking yeah. about leverage? The number don't... one he
1: was playing, remember because he couldn't be in Leverage fully because
0: of his other well, taping that was due to Black Adam uh, and City on the Hill. So he had a lot going on. I think City Underhill just wrapped up after three seasons or so. I think City on the Hill was originally one of those shows that was supposed to be just a limited series for one season. And it was so good. They brought it back for like a couple more. Gotcha. So I don't think that was supposed to be a permanent thing. So that was always intended to be a short run. Um, next. Uh, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Um, I'm going to, go really quick. Michael Jackson's nephew Jafar is going to play him in a biopic. Uh, were... <laughs> Why are <is> you laughing? <laughs> Eddie, I what?
1: apologize. Pop stars, I apologize. Eddie, can you start that over again from the beginning, please?
0: Michael Jackson's nephew Jafar Jackson. I don't know whose kid he is. One of the Jackson brothers or sisters. Um, he, not Janet's, obviously. But he's going to play uh, Michael in a in a movie in a biopic by Antoine Fuqua, and actually he does look like Michael Jackson uh, via the Thriller era. So you know them Jackson genes are strong. So yeah, but he he looks like a he looks like Michael pre the lightning oh, and plastic gosh. surgery days. So he looks like Michael. Via um, thriller era. It was actually a good casting. I just hope he can act, you know. Who the heck names their child Jafar? The Jacksons. And there are people named Jafar most of them are middle eastern but you yeah. know
1: thank you thank you that's what i was about to say i was about to say yeah i i am okay with that because it is middle it's a middle eastern name like you know for that culture so if someone in that culture wants to name their child that that's great because it's part of your culture like you know those names um but you just roll out so you know who they named their kid after after you everybody knows after aladdin No, no, no. I am I'm 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 gonna put it out there and say it hundred percent was. You named your kid after the villain in Aladdin.
0: The villain in Aladdin? Oh see, I never like I'm not big on Disney movies and stuff, so I could it was the villain in Aladdin. Um okay, so that's great. That's you named your kid you after wait,
1: wait, you didn't know who Jafar was?
0: No. Sorry, not sorry. You know I don't watch a lot of Disney movies.
1: <laughs> and to say you said I can't slander Mickey, but you don't even watch Mickey's movies. I watch Mickey's movies. I don't watch. No, i <laughs> That's Mickey family. You're in- not supporting Mickey family.
0: Okay, I'm not because you know I <laughs> I don't I just don't watch a lot of cartoon movies. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> all right and then um, Sylvester Stallone and his family I guess he's trying to put the rest of his family on maybe part of the reasons the divorce got caught off is um because they're going to have their own uh ta- their own reality show so maybe it's like yeah I don't know so maybe Next. the Stallones are the Stallones are going to be the new Kardashians all right so what I wanted to say this for I know we're going over but this is the first episode so it's okay um D.C. finally announced their first phase, the new phase. Did you see it? No. I have no faith, so
1: I avoided the
0: story. You did not look and see what is going on? No, because I have no faith. I have no faith. Like you're not really... I'm surprised I thought you would have been
1: no 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 faith no faith no faith they they've already destroyed any faith that I had that they can make DC what it should be so I believe it when they started when it when is it starting
0: it's starting this year it's like James Gunn they've, done, they've are uh well we still get this right re- we still get the Batman part two which I'm excited about but from what he says, they're going to phase it out after this because they want to bring it into the DCU. Although, I think you could still do and I think that's part of the problem. You can still take this Batman, and you can still have Robert Pattinson play Batman if that's what he wants to do, and bring it into your DCU. So, I think you get... It, it's like, if you're changing the way it works, and because of superheroes and multiverses, it would work really, really well. But anyway, um, Superman Legacy, there's a... So, Henry Cavill, as we know, was announced to be playing Superman, but he's not going to be playing Superman anymore. So we get a new Superman movie in 2025. Rumored to be the front runner is Jacob uh gosh, I can't remember his name now, his last name. The dude from oh gosh. Fuck. The Australian dude from Euphoria. And, you know. And who played Jacob Elodie? Yes, yes, thank you. I was having a brain fart. He's newer to be the front runner for Superman, yay or nay? Eh. Okay. Um, and then the authority, uh, some of these are like lesser known stuff. Supergirl, the woman of tomorrow, she gets a full movie. Uh, the Swamp Thing. Um. So, oh, Waller. Um. She, Amanda Waller, is going to get a, her own spinoff series with Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. You're gonna watch? It's Viola Davis. Okay. Um. The Lanterns, um, which is going to be on HBO. And I'm, I'm holding, I'm reserving comment because a lot of these are a lot of lesser known things. So it's not like a lot of big pole names that you're used to, um, that you think would be used to be the foundation for a series. So I don't know. I'm with you. I'm just I'm holding out hope. Uh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I guess is where I'm at with that. So we will see. Um, okay, music. Congratulations, R. M. Since Indigo dropped, it has been um, on the Billboard and Hot one, the Billboard Hot 100 and Billboard Hot 200 charts. It's been about eight, seven weeks on both charts. So um, congratulations to him. That makes him the longest charting Korean soloist. Yay. Um Indigo is the bomb still. And I found my favorite song. I think I've told you I'm um, Closer. I love that song with Paul Blanco and Mahalia. So mm-hmm. it's a no skips, but that's the song that I go to when I just have time to listen to one song. I just feel like hearing an RM song. That's it. That's the song that's on every playlist you um, for this year it. so far um okay uh vibe by Te yang or and jimin did you like it was it a vibe no <laughs> i loved it no I...
1: um it wasn't so my opinion of vibe is it wasn't anything special to me um, not to say that it wasn't a good song that got you moving, but it was nothing special. Like, I, I swear that if it was by any other artist, first of all, it wouldn't have done as well if it was by, like, that, that's, that's, that's my thing. Like, I feel like now, because I've listened to so much K-pop music, um, that I'm at the point where, like, distinguishing between good music and music that just sells because of who the artists are. And so I feel that Tae Yang and Jimin vibe, while it was an okay, I felt like it was a little, eh, like it, it was nothing special. So I'm like, if it wasn't for Tae Yang and um, Jimin doing that song, I don't like, I, I think everybody would have bypassed it. Like it would have been ignored. So that, that's just like how I see it. So of course, like, I mean, you know, it's a typical K-pop song, but would it have been as popular? No, but then, you know what? That's reality. So, what am I talking
0: well, about? See, I don't know that anyone else could have done that song and it would sounded the same or been as good to me. So, I'm of a different mindset. I liked it. I really did. It's a vibe. And it's also one of my go-to songs when I just want to feel like moving a little bit and like, yeah, okay. I got it. I got it. Um, So, I really do like it. And I like this, the kind of live version that they did, which is slowed down a little bit and changed up a little bit. So, um, almost acoustic, but not quite. It's just with the live band in the background. I saw good. it. Um, and I, because I don't go back to as much older K-pop as you do, <laughs> um, I was today years old, not literally today, but I was five years old when I realized that Tae Yang was um, a member of Big Bang. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I tend to be of the concept of, gosh, and I, and I listened to some Big Bang before, and I think I said they weren't, they were like, eh? But I'm a bigger fan of Big Bang as soloists than I have been of them together. And that comeback song that they had, it didn't do anything really to change my opinion of them as a group together. But so I think that was their um, last but,
1: song. They were just trying to do that to get out of their contracts.
0: <laughs> so I like uh, I like Tay Yang, um, who's on the black label. I like G dragon I like them as soloists, so we'll see. Um, but, and I, and I'm looking forward to his album, which is supposed to be dropping in April or May, according to him, um, to Tae Yang. Jimin's album should be coming within the next month. Um, I'm interested to see, uh, how, what it is. I'm not going to say how it's going to do, because I think, like you said, just because of who he is, it's going to sell, but I'm interested to see if it's really good. If I really like it, how, how much I'm going to like it. Um, So we will see. I'm I'm going into that with an open mind. Um, Blackpink, they're headlining Coachella. Uh, Congratulations to them. First K-pop group to headline Coachella, K-pop artist. So um, I am excited about that. It is official. Um, Frank Ocean is also headlining Coachella. Um, interested to see if he drops anything new before he gets before we get to Coachella. We still have a couple of months. Coachella's not till April, so um, it's just nice to see Frank Ocean make a comeback. He's one of those elusive, reclusive artists um, who doesn't say a lot or do a lot publicly. He's not all over social media, so you know, uh, for all we know, Frank Ocean could come back, do some songs from Blonde and Orange and our uh, Channel Orange, and then go back and hibernate for another two years. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But you know. Um uh, so also uh stick with K pop. J B is supposed to be heading into the military sometime this month. I'm with you. I think he's gonna be one of those ones that just quietly goes into the military and before you know in April, oh we'll get the J here's the picture of JB after training. Like I don't think we'll <laughs> know exactly what day he goes into, but I know it's supposed to be this month. So um it all
1: depends on if he allows his younger members to make a deal about it. So I I think JB will only go quietly if he keeps it really on the DL and he tells the younger members that uh, they can't like say anything. Um, But if he like kind of just lets them flow the way that they normally do, um, I think that uh, Bam Bam will make it a big deal him going into the military bam bam yogi would be up in that young j i would be in that um uh jin young because they're still really close um will be up in that as well um so i think i i I do think i think it all depends on if he lets i'll call them his younger brothers if he lets his younger brothers know or if he kind of keeps it to himself goes in and then releases the um
0: the message yeah, um, and re- Great Minds, because I was going to say, Bam Bam going to be the one to spill it.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if Bam Bam spills it, he gets permission from J- JB to do it. If yeah.
0: he does. Okay. Um. So, quick thoughts on um, have you listened to Monster X's Reason? I did. You like it?
1: <sighs> it's like a hit or miss
0: kind of thing
1: um okay so it's i i like it because it's monster x sound i don't i i love the fact of even as shonu is in the military monster x hasn't lost their sound like they're 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 flowing with the sound that they are but there's still evolution to it at the same time um so i do i do love that um has it been on repeat I'm gonna honestly say no but I have chosen like a couple songs that I really really like that I put onto my uh, playlist but um it's not on repeat it's just it's not it's it's not on repeat but I mean I I did like it I'll say I did
0: okay um I can't say that I disagree I I like it because it's my sex but it's something that I've just gone back to no um i found the songs that i like and those are the ones that i concentrate on if that makes sense yes. um and monster x can be like that for me sometimes like mm-hmm. 2021 was the year where they just put out bangers non-stop like every album over, they released 2021 was has made the playlist i still go back and listen to them they were phenomenal um and then but and then, but up and up until that point, there were some hit or misses for me. Like I'd find a few songs that I liked from the album, and then that would be it. Um, and I'd take them and put them in a playlist, so I wouldn't have to go back through the whole album. But um, that was that. Okay, what about uh, have you listened, Had a chance to listen to TXT? The name oh, of that. You know, I listen to my TXT.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And a little surprised because it definitely is a different sound. And so, what I will say about TXT real quick is um, I love that as a young group that they are, because I think they did debut in 2019 or 2018, one of those years, um, you do see the evolution of their music. Uh, they're not putting out the exact same sound every single time, at least in my opinion. They're not putting out the exact same sound. Um, the exact same songs every single time with just different words, like another group that I'm not gonna name.. Um... <laughs> um so I love even if I necessarily don't love every single song completely and totally I love the evolution of their sound and that they try different things and I think the concepts that they come out with for TXT works it works every single time like I fall into every single concept that they put out there and what I will say is Yun's voice gets better and better every CD. Um, there is a reason why he is the main vocalist in the group. I love his voice. I, th- I think that he's a phenomenal, phenomenal singer and they need to continue to shine light on, on him. I know um, Pinky is like, <laughs> is like the number one and um Subin is number two. They're the most popular members, but Tae young should get way more attention than um he currently has because he is so, so talented. And I hope as they continue that they continue to showcase um his vocals.
0: Okay. That's my um, review I'm, of it. I I agree with uh most of what you said. I like I liked it better than Thursday's Child. Um, okay. and I, I like that they are experimenting with the sound and so far no two albums sound the same like I love that you can always expect something different mm-hmm. um, and it may not hit like Thursday's Child didn't hit with me but that was extremely popular for them I know that um, I also like that they are getting more attention um, you know they're, they're stepping outside of BTS's shadow and now people are, re- are calling them TST and no longer referring to them as Baby BTS that shit drove me crazy. Um, but, <laughs> been a couple years, so yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I I do, so I do like it. Like I said, there's some, there's some hits on here um, and there's some misses, but there are more hits on, on this one for me than misses. So um, it is one that has been in the rotation um, since it came out. And um, I think it's going to be one of those, the, it didn't just wow me immediately, but I think it's going to be one of those, the, the more I listen to, the more I appreciate. Um, but yeah. Okay, last one. Jin Young, chapter zero with Did you Yes, I did. Okay.
1: And I loved it. (laughs) Um I have been into like I really have been waiting for his because I love his voice as well. Um I didn't and you didn't think a, he was going to release a full
0: album. You yeah, and, and, and that I, I was
1: just about to say that I didn't think that he would release a full album. I thought it would be like one, two songs, maybe three one, maybe three songs total. So I'm very, very happy that he did release uh, more than that. Like He released uh, what I would consider to be a full album, at least in music times nowadays, um, a full album. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, once again, it's showcasing his voice. He has his falsetto just just gets me every single time I love his falsetto um and I think how he cha- he can change um his vocals um depending on the song was really good love the dance video that he did as well um uh, because he still got some skills he can still dance he's, he's pretty good he's pretty good you can see why he was one of the ones chosen when they did the competition for um oh my gosh what was it called why no not YG JYP Entertainment, um, when they first um, auditioned him and JB. Um, so, yeah, so I, I was really excited. And, yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's more, it's going to be like on my playlist where, you know, when I really need to just chill out and everything like that, stay calm. Um, that's definitely the playlist that most of the songs are going to be on. But I enjoy that. I, I Sometimes you just need to be able to just listen to the music and enjoy it rather than having to move with the music. And I think Jin Young definitely did that with the album he came out with.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. It was a chill. I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, most of his work had been the soundtrack work as a soloist and you know how I feel about, uh, most K-pop soundtracks or K-drama soundtracks, um, lifetime songs to add to lifetime movies. Um, but it, some of them have that seventies light rock feel like the Carpenters to me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, put me to sleep. But, um, I, I did enjoy it. And it is something more on the mellow chill side, which I think fits him. He's more of that mid medium tempo, to slow ballot guy. Um, and I love that. And he does have a beautiful voice. So um, we're pretty much in agreement. Um, that's just a quick review of some of the releases. from some of that come what, what do you have that? um is?
1: So there is this group and I've been a fan of theirs since last year when I first, um, uh began to notice them and they just recently had a comeback um and the group is called xg and um they are a group of uh japanese members um and so they're trying to like get into the uh k-pop scene um while doing j-pop j-pop as well but there's they're they're, they're did they come back and it's called shooting star and I think it's absolutely phenomenal. I think that if they were from a bigger company, they're from a very, very small company. But if they were from a big company like JYP or um hive, uh big hit, whatever, like I think they would be getting way way more popular because listening to them i was just like yo if new jeans had put out this song it already have won some awards at the music shows um but because it is from a small they're they're a new group and they're from a small company they're not getting as much um play i just want to put it out there because i love love their comeback single uh shooting star i think they did a phenomenal job on the performance Um, and I, I think they have a future, um, they're doing really, really well right now on just their own from the company that they're from, which I don't remember. It's like a whole bunch of letters in the company's name. Um, and then 17 is, um, their subunit BSS is coming out with their album on Monday. I think it is, um, they're coming out with a album for one of their units. Uh, which is basically there, it's Hoshi, Suwon, and DK. And uh, they're coming out with their album. I think they've done one a couple years ago and now they're coming out with their second mini album. And I'm really, really excited about that as well because DK is one of my favorite vocalists in um, K-pop. So definitely want to hear what they put out and Hoshi can dance his ass off. So <laughs> definitely want to see what they put out themselves.
0: All right. Um, I saw XG. I think they came up on my YouTube or something. I didn't. I I was like, okay, I think I put them in the watch later category, but I'll definitely make it a point to check them out now. Um, And I'll be on the lookout for the uh, subunit album from 17. What's it called again? BPS? BPS?
1: B.S.S. I believe it is.
0: B.S.S. Okay, cool. Um, Now, for the palette cleanser, I know you've been (laughs) waiting for this. I am starting a GoFundMe um, or if anyone (laughs) out there is in need of a kidney, please let me know because Her Highness, the Queen Bee herself is about to go on tour, okay? And I need (laughs) to go and it's going to cost me some body parts or something, you know? So, hey, if you need a kidney, mine is available uh, for the cost of some Beyonce tickets. I might have to, you know- Kidney a part of your liver? Thank you. I upcharge you a little bit because the bone rather, marrow. Thank you. It seems rather cheap selling my kidney for Beyonce tickets, but you know, um, so I need. A, but I need a new fit. You know, got to get the hair and the nails done. I gotta go fly to see Beyonce, <laughs> and I might have to travel to make that happen. You know, it's not guaranteed. It's gonna be a local thing, but. So, what you that, think she's gonna have a full on tour and not come to her hometown? I know she's gonna come to her hometown. I just don't know that I'm gonna be able to get tickets here. You're right, two. you're right. So, you're you might be was, sold out in five seconds or uh, less. This is a negotiation. I'm gonna have to go if I'm giving up body parts, I'm gonna have to go rack can you know, get in a little cheaper, get in where I fit in, right. pay hotel fees and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm a G to this, I'm a G to this, but because said like oh, said sorry, that. Ahead. Ticketmaster has been put on notice by the Beehive. Yes, you hear me clapping in the background. They said, look, don't pull that Taylor Swift bullshit because the Beehive will swarm your ass. (laughs) So I just hope Ticketmaster is more uh, prepared to handle the sale of Beyonce tickets and the influx of Beehivers um, better than they were for the Swifties because the Swifties and their response, as bad as it was, um, let me just put this. It was a little vanilla compared to what's going to happen if you fuck over the <laughs> Beehive ticket. After, let me just say that y'all are dead. You thought the Swifties fuck smoke? Oh, the Beehive gonna bring the whole damn fire. Y'all fuck that up. I, 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 beehive I'm will burn saying. that shit down to the ground. I, I'm just saying they they are. You don't, you don't fuck with the Queen Mother, okay? So I, I, I'm just saying. And again, if you know you need bone marrow, a little part of my liver, kidney you know hit me up hit up hit me up sign to the dms or insta or whatever um you know the cost of some beyonce tickets and, and a little spending change and we, we can negotiate this thing that's my palette cleanser that's all i got you got anything what was you gonna say
1: no 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 like that wasn't your palette cleanser that was you begging for some funds for your organs
0: <laughs> that was my pal. Because a say. is going yes, on yes. You right, you right, you tour. You
1: oh, right? You right? You right? You know,
0: and word on the streets is that TG Jakes and his people are behind the Shader Room. I'm just saying that has not been confirmed as of yet. That you know, His Highness the Reverend Honorable Doctor TD Jakes, woman mm. thou art loosed is behind one of the biggest. Uh, shadiest gossip sites on the internet. We
1: should uh, we should include him in the next uh, rewind on
0: his mouth lately. We can do that, we will make that happen. But you know, fiance, kidney, liver, bone marrow, I got it all. Got it all. We,
1: we, we heard you, we heard you, we got you, we got you. Pop stars, please help, please help Eddie out, please help her out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So just keep me in your thoughts and prayers. The tickets go on sale on Tuesday. We we'll keep we'll put this in to keep it popping and let you know how that how my ticket acquisition works out. You All right. Out?
1: On that note, y'all.
0: <laughs> uh, that does it for this episode of the Rewind. Thank you for tuning in to season three. Um, and please be sure to like, listen, follow, comment. Anywhere you listen to your podcast because we got it like that. We international. Um, you can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment and pop culture news as other as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at the popcorn wind down That's it. That's the plug. Um, pop, pop, thank pop, you- pop. I got uh, still not the sound effect, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. I appreciate okay. that. Um, Thank you as always. And until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Mm-hmm.